0: When I think about what we perceive of that night in Bethlehem, that was the city of David. As we read in Luke, you understand that they were called to go there. He was of the line of David, Joseph was. Actually, so was Mary. And so, anywhere in that town, they would have been welcomed. So, when you think about there was no room in the inn, that's a blessing, I mean, nothing like having the Savior born in a brothel, okay? But he was born in a manger, which makes sense because the lower sections of most of the houses had a place where the family would keep livestock, okay? The mangers in Israel, I have seen them. They're made of stone. They're cut out of stone, and you place the feed in that stone vat, That's where baby Jesus would have been born. He would have been welcomed in the city of David because he was of the lineage of David, which is the lineage of the king of the Jews. So we think about a lot of this, and and I think we have some problems occasionally, thinking of some child in this poor... Place, I was discussing this with somebody, I think it was this morning. We sing Silent Night. I doubt it. I don't think you can hang out with cows and goats and donkeys, rejoicing shepherds and angelic hosts, and call it a silent night. Okay? I think that you get it, I think you understand. I praise. I still am overwhelmed by what Christmas truly is. You know, I, I listen to, you know, what do they, they call it Black Friday, when all retailers all of a sudden get out of the red. They do, who's going to spend how much for Christmas? I, in Russia, uh, which I've been there a number of times, they celebrate Christmas on the 7th of January. I think we should. Because you know what kind of sales we would get? I mean, you know, just get the, the family program that we're going to do it on the 7th. I have not been able to sell that to anybody. But I think it's a good idea. I think about this, this little baby I shared with you. The true meaning of the word Merry. Merry Christmas. And it means, the word merry means humble and powerful. Actually, lowly and powerful. And then you have Christ, and the word mass is sacrifice. So you have a lowly, powerful Christ sacrifice when you tell people, Merry Christmas, we should probably think about that i want to share with you something that i think many many in the united states today miss with christmas and don't get me wrong we have a few distractions i mean how are you cut it we have uh, i love christmas carols very much but i think what happens is is that there's too many of us don't pay attention to what it is we're singing We know the words, and that is the extent of it. Uh, We just sang, Hark the Herald Angels. Do you really understand what that means? That the angelic host was yelling forth in song what was happening. I want to take you to a text that most people would not understand as a Christmas text. But if I look at this whole letter, the whole letter is a Christmas text. The letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 10. By this we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time same sacrifice which can never take away sins. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, set down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected, For all time, those who are sanctified. That's that baby. That's that baby. You know, I think Cheryl's due with child. Uh, I have watched the twins grow from little bitty things. to, And you look at children and you think, wow, this is totally awesome. Especially when you're my age and I don't have to deal with it anymore. Okay, I mean, now you just look at it and go, yeah, right on, right on, right on. So I have grandkids, and I'm glad my, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't go there. But, uh, you know, I, grandkids are really great when you can give them back. Spoil them really good, and then here, there you go. Give them a lot of chocolate. So it adds to the excitement of the home. I read this. And the writer of Hebrews is laying out what Christmas is. What is Christmas? I know a bunch of places they're having multiple events here in Castle Rock with what they call it live nativities. And everybody's going to be doing their whatever. You know, some of these people are doing it outside and I'm thinking, yeah, that's brilliant. Okay. But I, I, I look at a lot of this and, and I understand. But do you understand that that baby was born to die? That, that's a little tough. I have threatened multiple times to do a Christmas Eve service on the weeping of Rachel. And I've been threatened with my life, don't do it. Because people don't understand that King Herod slaughtered all the first male born because of the birth of this baby. And we miss that. We miss that. Listen, I love little babies. They're They're, they're, they're awesome. I have a picture in my office. It's a two-part picture. It is a picture of my dad. Dressed up as a marine because he didn't—he wasn't acting like it. He was a marine, and he's holding me, and he's got this big grin like, "Check this out." Then right next to it, there's a picture of me holding my son, and I—I I got the same goofy grin. <laughs> You'd almost think we were related or something, okay? But I also know that they grow up. I want us to think about Jesus grown up. John's Gospel, chapter 17, is what I call the Lord's Prayer. Because it is Jesus' prayer for those 12 in that upper room, for us who will come to salvation, and for Himself. It's all encompassed in that. And it's amazing... But when I look at that, I look at that and think, that is what he's doing now at the right hand of the Father. He's interceding on our behalf, even now. Verse 10 says, by this will, what will is that? The will of God. He said, Behold, I have come to do your will. The will of God. Jesus said, I have come to do the will of God. By this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word sanctified means I've been set apart. I've been set over here. I'm out of the way. I don't have to worry about the things of this world. I don't have to conform to the things of this world. That's irrelevant to me. Why? Because I have been sanctified. I have been set aside. Why? Because of this birthday party. I have been sanctified. The offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That baby... Born in the city of David, Bethlehem, was offered for me to be sanctified, to be set apart, to be sent into the realm of the heavenlies. Then he contrasted, every priest stands daily, ministering and offering time after time. The same sacrifices which can never take away sin. They have a, uh, a, a cup. If my understanding is right. It's about that tall. It's about that big around. And the blood of the sacrifices is poured into that cup. And it's taken over and it's thrown onto the fire as an offering unto God. It's an interesting cut. You know why? It comes to a point at the bottom. It can't stand up by itself. It can never be set down. Only by the shedding of blood. And yet, there's no bottom in it to set it. So you have to keep Doing it over and over and over. That's what he means by the priest. They keep doing it. They never stop doing it. It is unrelenting. And yet, what does it accomplish? Nothing. It is God saying, this is the depth of your sin. And you have no ability to deal with it. Even with your best try, you can't do it. It never, can never take away sins. But, verse 12, he, having offered one sacrifice for sins, for all times, guess what? He went and sit down at the right hand of God. He don't have to worry about where the cup is. His was so perfect that he could go sit down. The priest could never sit down. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, the priest We're taking blood sacrifices that could never take away sin. All they did was get you a pass for a minute. That's all it did. But God was showing humanity, do you understand the seriousness of sin? And you know what? I look around today and say, no. We don't. And yet, that baby, born in Bethlehem, sacrifice was so perfect, he could take a seat. Because when he was on the cross and says, Tel- Telestai, it is finished. It is finished. waiting from that time onward until His enemies are made a footstool for His feet. That's the baby. The baby Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding on our behalf and those who will come until it is all made His footstool. All made his footstool. That's amazing to me. That's that little baby in a manger. God's plan. Because time after time, the priest offered the same sacrifices and it accomplished nothing. Jesus was born. To be a sacrifice for you and I. And those that will come in contact with our lives. That will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Verse 14. For by one offering. He has perfected. For all time. Those who are. Sanctified. Do you understand that? That makes my brain hurt. For all time, you know what that means, right? I'm not waiting. For all time, he has perfected. Did you get that? You know what perfected means, right? (laughs) You're not going to help this along. It's already done. It is perfected for all time. For all time. Those who are sanctified. Some of you know I work on motorcycles and I've I've got some old customers who come in occasionally. And I know some other people. And they made a comment to me and I thought it was kind of fascinating. Sometimes they find out later that you're a pastor? Yeah, well, whatever. You know, that's my day job. Okay, you know what catches their eyes and their ears? I never thought about it. He doesn't use profanity. I never thought about it. I used to be in construction. Everybody was in construction with me. Was calling on Jesus all the time. That's just how you communicated. You know, and then God saved me, and I understood. <laughs> you keep asking for him, he may be shocked. These are things that you and I have to think about. We are different than the world, the things of the world are irrelevant. Wood, hay, and stubble. You can't take them with you. And we have to be aware of that. Because that one offering of that little baby in a manger, in a stable, in the basement of a house, or a lower level of a house... was an offering that He perfected for us for all time to set us apart from this world. I don't care how you cut that thing. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That little baby in the city of David, Bethlehem, was offered up for you and me. Brothers and sisters, that's Christmas. That's Christmas. And that gift, He has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. You know what that means? That cute little toy that you got, when the battery runs down, it don't work no more? That's not it. It's there. It's there for eternity. And we have been set apart. I hope that you will leave from here with the idea of what Christmas is. Yeah, it's great to think, uh, you know, the cows and the, the goats and the sheep and the shepherds are cheering and the angelic choir is singing. And hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But he came to be the sacrifice for you and me. For you and me. He paid a bill that none of us had any ability to even touch. My friends, that's Christmas. That's Christmas. I hope you know this baby. Because he is a wonder. He's amazing. As I shared with you, Merry Christmas. Lowly, powerful Christ sacrifice. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, come before you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, help us. Father, I just, uh, my heart is moved this evening to pray that everybody here will go from here with praise in their hearts for what this day truly is. Father, let our focus be Christ and Christ alone. Father, help us. To know and to feel your presence. But Father, help us to be overwhelmed by we are not our own. We have been bought and paid for with a price. Help us, Lord. Only you can accomplish that in our souls. And I beg you now, for everyone who has ears, this will be their passion. To you, my King, my Lord, my Savior, Savior. Merry Christmas. Christ's name. Amen.